Would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long, funny ears Sean, what do Roberta, what, what does Roberta Flack and Pink Floyd have in common? Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Their best work occurred when they mooned their audience. And by moon, you know, uh, you and I were discussing Roberta's... Sacrilegious. Sacrilege. Sacrilege. <laughs> Roberta's uh, enigmatic song that, you know, no one does it is um, uh, The First Time Ever I Saw Your Nobody Face. Nobody can do no it No one touches like it. No. And the, the, one of my most iconic albums I love is Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, put that on at sunset, you know, and have a cocktail and mm-hmm. listen to the background singers. So... When they but when they mooned their audience or their listeners, they gave us their best work okay. by, by mooning what's, us. And what's the by, line in the first time ever? Uh, the moon and the stars were the gifts Gift you gave. gave. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when I, uh, the, it's a real important line. I'd have to I'd have to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the moon and this moon and the stars or the moon and the moon were, were, the, were the gifts. That, uh, anyway, <laughs> she was so impressed with the face, yes. with the beauty, you know, <laughs> of, of a face. And it makes me want. I've got her uh, record album that that song's on. It makes me want to go home and put that record on because it starts very slow. Yeah, just, you know, just a very, just a very slow intro. Yeah, it's just which is a, gosh, as, she had a beautiful as voice. it should start. You know, slow and. Uh, mm-hmm. Did she write that song, Roberta? I don't think so. Okay. And I know there's been a lot of different people that have done it. But hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. We, welcome. We, we digress. Welcome. Yes, we have digressed again, but welcome. Yes. Well, we, you know, we it often. It was a good digression. We often talk about songs. I know you Absolutely. bring them in a lot. Oh, and there's so my, much poetry my head is full. in songs. That's right. My head is full of yeah. music. Yeah. And poetry and music have so much in common. And a lot of people here who, you know, who visit the museum, the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, were re- recording. Um, often write about songs and song lyrics uh, when they leave their their poetry and their lines and yeah. their words and wisdom upon the walls for us to read. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it's important. You know, yeah, music is important to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and music and poetry they're related. They're mm-hmm. si- that's sister and brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, you know some of the oldest the oldest arts. Definitely, and then I, I would put dance with those too because there's just a language, and that's how it was of pa- all three of those that, combined. That was passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's how it, it was taught to generations. Right, dance and and, and song, mm-hmm. mem- and memorization. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, yeah, it is memory because you were also a lot of times being taught through a dance things that you were supposed to remember mm-hmm. about just basic things like when do you plant the seeds when do you harvest when right. yeah. you know things about the moon and the sun and the moon and the sun <laughs> very important very and we're talking about the moon and the sun today in episode 40 40 yeah my goodness <laughs> i remember i remember 40 that was like 2 years ago <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We're getting up there when getting we get there. when we get to October. Today's July twenty second. I 22nd, think twenty second. Yes. When we get to October, we're going to have our one year of Wacky Point Life. Oh life. man, that's we're going to we're going to do something fun. We, haven't, be we one, haven't quite figured it out it's yet. It's going to be one but. drunken brawl. <laughs> Okay, we just figured it out. It's going to be a drunken brawl. Okay. Wait a minute. Did I say that out loud? 
going to celebrate with Whoops. us. We'll let you know when he, when yeah. it gets closer to October. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Oops. So this is good. We got the moon and the sun for this kind of milestone episode right. number 40. 40, right. So this was a poem that, that someone left us at Two sisters. Some people left us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some, yeah. some, some. some and that's what we do here at uh, Wacky Poem Life. We, if you're listening for the first time or if you need a reminder, we just take a poem that someone's written and left on the walls here. It's a very interactive museum and we talk about it. And have you thought about how um, kind of cool that is? Because the, the poetry that you that we read here and that is left here is unique to, 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 uh, to us and us alone. Yes. So um, it's not going to be something you're going to hear in other podcasts or in other um, uh, c- uh, c- TV shows, situations, anything. Even so, if you heard it in other podcasts, they would not be talking about no, it they the would way not. that we do. No, and no, certainly not. <laughs> you know, it would just be, you know, people would be like, what? Is, you know, you, you wouldn't even want to listen to any other podcast. If you I kidding? wanted to go to school, I'd go to school. You go Right. We'd <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. I thought that was very, uh, it's just very unique uh, uh, situation here. I agree. Yeah, format. I, I very think, unique format. I think we're both very unique. We're very unique. As is this podcast. Right. Wacky. <laughs> unique. So are you, unusual. dear listeners, for listening to us? Yeah. Well, I'm going to read this. T- okay. I'm going to read this t- because it's a ver- I'll quite, stop patting ourselves on the back. Quite, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's quite beautiful, though. It's untitled. The moon longs for something bright and warm while the sun dreams of something cold and dark. And that is quite lovely. And it is, it by, is. It is by Brooke and Jasmine, who are sisters, and they wanted us to know they were sisters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two sisters, and beautiful names, Brooke and Jasmine. Uh-huh. And there's something after that, but I don't know what it is. Oh. Some kind of – Was there? There's some kind of symbol. Is that a heart? I can't tell. It is a heart. It is a heart. Oh, okay. It's a heart with an arrow. Okay. Yeah. If you're listening somewhere other than our website, you always, you know, we always say go over and check out wackypoemlife.com where there will be a photograph of the actual poem that we're talking about. And I, do you wonder whether uh, it, this was a collaboration between Brooke and Jasmine or did one write and say, hey, Brooke or hey, Jasmine, what do you think of this? I bet they were both standing. This was left in a little corner of the museum that has the remains of an exhibit from 2020, which was on the uh, uh, the centennial of the 19th Amendment, Women's Right to Vote. So there are a lot of poems in that down that little hallway that are about important women or they're just uh, by women or they're – uh, you know, in honor of, right. of mm-hmm. women in their lives. And, and this one is not, you know, directly about women, but mm-hmm. it's two sisters collaborating. Yeah, which I think is very unique. Mm-hmm. You know, you and your sisters do a lot of collaboration. Yes, we do. And it's not a common thing. It's a, it's in my, or that I've seen, it's not a common thing mm-hmm. to collaborate and to be really involved in each other's work and life and creativity because you're all quite different. Yeah. But it's very nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. At, you know, it's something that with, with siblings, it seems like it either goes one way or the other, is is that whenever you get older, you, you get closer to those siblings or you grow further apart. It, it just it seems like, you know, the the families True. that I know, True. there's really no middle ground there. And, I mean, we fought. I mean, pulling hair out and punching and mm-hmm. glasses flying and all that oh, stuff yeah. when we were, <laughs> we were oh, young. <laughs> I, that brought back memories for me because I've got a twin sister. <laughs> You know, uh, well, and I used to carry super glue in my pocket because my glasses would fly apart oh, into five different pieces. Every I thought time maybe you might have glued Kelly or, 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 or Roxanne's mouth shut if they got too mouthy. 
<laughs> well, actually, maybe you got the super glue. They were the ones that were usually fighting, and I, I remember refereeing one time, and then my glasses went flying, and I'm like, yeah, you all just go for it. But you know, when you're siblings and you're living at home and you're young, you you do fight, and then, and then sometimes, like with my sisters, we just got closer as we got older, and they're my best friends now. So. Right. Which and is, that might which be the case with Brooke and Jasmine. Yeah, That's it true. It is a gift. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. Because you know, sometimes people grow uh, grow apart with their their siblings when they get older. So. Yes. Yes. They they do indeed. Mm-hmm. You're right. So we've got a, a little poem here. It's just she's written it out in uh, on a one of those little tiny pieces of notebook paper, and it's five lines, and it's just two descriptions of. The moon and the sun, one longing and one dreaming. That's what I, I was going to bring up that very same thing. Mm-hmm. The moon longs, the sun dreams. Yeah. I mean, that is really quite cool. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. The moon longs, the sun dreams. And it's like they both long for things that they don't have because it's not within who they, what they are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not in their world. It's not in their world. And it's so, I thought that that is so uh, emblematic or uh, in, uh, of, of, hum, of hum, humans. Yes. Um, I just want that. I, I, want, I want what I can't quite have mm-hmm. without realizing you might have it if you would just look for it and see if you've got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that actually goes to what I think about when I read this poem, too. I immediately go to the the great Irish poet William Butler Yeats, who one of the great themes of his writing was about getting your heart's desire. But then his big question was always, well, what do you do when you get it? Or how do you know? Or yeah. is that the whole purpose of life is trying to attain your heart's trying desire? To attain. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how often do people get what they think their heart desires and then they look elsewhere? Yeah. Well, I also desire that. <laughs> well, maybe I desire that. You know, so there's something about being content with what you have and appreciating it perspective. Yeah, that's right. Being content. But at the same time, what do you think happens when somebody just stops longing or you stop dreaming? I it, it's a kind of a gray space. I hope it doesn't ever happen because, know. You, you know, there's there's always a project. There's always something to be seen or observed or created, in my case, created, and in your, your, your sisters, in your case, to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel those are really powerful verbs, you know, yeah. that, that she has, and they're not, they're not, you know, real unique verbs, yeah. but the longing and the, uh, the dreaming and to associate those with the moon and the sun. And I don't think there's a difference. You know how we typically, in terms of symbolism, uh, attribute the moon as a symbol of the feminine and the sun as a fem- uh, symbol of the masculine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure those verbs are pointing that out. No. Do you think? No. no? To me, they're not. I, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. No. Mm-hmm. I just felt that it was um, I, the moon longs, the sun dreams uh, and uh, of something that they cannot – quite acquire because you know they're on opposite sides of the earth at different times Mm -hmm. and dark and light and they never quite sometimes they kind of meet and the meeting is the meeting is very um i love the meeting i love the twilight one's one's ending one's beginning i love the gloaming Mm -hmm. the gloaming that's a wonderful word i love that period of time (laughs) you know where they the interlap in in, overlapping of sun and moon Mm -hmm. you know i love to be able to see a sunset and see a moon or see a sunrise and the moon in the sky Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And that reminds me, in the last episode, I brought up our, our class that we're doing, our exercise class. Right, And right. Uh, where one of uh, Paul Flaherty is teaching us, Master Paul, is teaching us um, 
Oh, okay, how do you say that, uh, Bill, the breathing exercise? Pa, pa toi, pa, pa, pa toi sin. Pa toi sin. Yep. And um, one of them is search the cloud. Search the cloud. So yeah. you're you're in a horse stance, and you, you bend back, and you're looking from left to the middle and right to the middle, looking at the clouds. And we often see we're doing this at 9 in the morning when we see mm-hmm. the moon. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do see the moon. <laughs> we see the moon up and there. And you know what I've noticed when I do this exercise, aside from the fact that I lose my balance and almost fall over backward and hit my head, is the fact that... And our, and our neck starts sounding like Rice Krispies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I notice that I don't look up often enough. Yeah. I don't look up and see the swifts and the swallows flying w- mm-hmm. way high. Mm-hmm. Or uh, one time we had a hawk circling. I, I probably yeah. noticed that. And, and Scissor the, Tail was out there the other day. Scissor Tail flycatcher. Yes. And Sandy was with us one morning and she said, Look at that big yellow butterfly. And I thought, You know, if I didn't look up, I wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> yeah. I don't look up enough. I'm sorry, I need to look up more. <laughs> That's, that's my that's my lesson, people. Look up. Just don't Look do it up. so much that you trip over. Not your while own you're feet. driving. <laughs> right, right. Don't fall down because you're looking down. up no, too much. No, no, no. Please, don't, don't no hit your fall. Head Keep totally your balance. In the stars. Keep your balance. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. There's a W. H. Auden poem that ends: uh, "The stars are not wanted now. Put out every one. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun." Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood because nothing now can ever come to any good. That's a poem that's in my head because, mm-hmm. largely because of that symbolism of the sun and the moon mm-hmm. and the stars and all these things that are out there in the world uh, around us and make up our world. And when you are, that poem's about losing a loved one. Okay. When you're grieving, you don't see them. No. And your grief might be so bad. You don't even want them, you know, pack up the moon, yeah. dismantle the sun. Absolutely. It's a, oh, it's such an awesome poem. We'll have to, yeah. There's an old movie. Well, it's not old. It's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's way old back for in a the lot 90s. of people. Yeah. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, the, at the funeral in that movie, the, the guy recites that poem. Nice. Yeah. That's with Andy, Andy McDowell was in yes, Four Weddings and Yes, Grant. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. But that's another one, the sun and the moon, I automatically start thinking about that poem. Yeah. Look nice. it up sometime. It doesn't have – he didn't have a um, didn't have a title for it. It was in a series of, of poems, and I don't remember what the number was. But if you look up W.H. Auden's Four Weddings and a Funeral Poem, you will find it. And, yeah. and, and that was the ending of it. Do you awesome. think that this poem would be as interesting as if it wasn't authored by two sisters? Well, you know, that makes us think, why are they pointing out their two sisters? Well, they wanted it to be known because they've signed it two sisters Uh first and then the names Uh uh, after that. It makes you wonder if if one of them identifies with the moon and the other with the sun. One's the moon, one's the Mm -hmm. sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yin and yang. And so maybe one identifies more with longing as opposed to dreaming. Mm Mm-hmm. And our well, really, what's the difference? What's the difference between longing and dreaming? You know, I did not consult I, my lover on this. That's a very good question. I did I, not consult the online I think, etymology I think dictionary. We spoke about overlapping. Those yeah. those are basically uh, uh, virtually the same the same thing. Too hmm. long to dream, you know. Uh, I don't know. I think they're very intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, did you know that Chuck Norris looked directly at the sun today? Oh, good night. You know, these people that look at the sun and then we tell them, don't look up, don't look up. But what do they do? They look up. It was up. Chuck Norris. I know. He looked directly at the sun. That's why, that's why I'm saying that. And the sun got so scared it hid behind the moon. Oh, I don't blame the sun. Yeah, because it was Chuck Norris. I don't blame the sun. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you at all. Uh-uh. I'd hide too. Yes.
Yeah, got to hear. Got to hear. Go did, on. Did you hear about the Amish who were running wild when the sun went down? The Amish who, who they run, were running, running, wi- running wild, wild when the sun goes down. I did not. Yeah, because they're Am- Amish by day, but men and night. <laughs> Gosh, it's <laughs> bad. Isn't oh, it? my mother, my mother would speak about <laughs> men and nights, and I would. Oh, that was such a confusing term to me. You know, I thought, where are the women? She was talking about the Mennonites. I said, but what? Where are the women? You know, I'm, so, I'm such a literal kid. Womenite. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Hey, another poem that this one um, that uh, Brooke and Jasmine's reminds me of is the Song of Wandering Angus by uh, Yate. I oh, me- didn't yes. I mention him a while ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the heart's desire thing. And uh, I won't, it's three stanzas. I'll just read the last one. But it's about a, a, a guy who goes out into the, the wood and a fire was in his head and he gets a... He gets a, a branch from a hazel tree, it becomes his wand, and he goes back and to his house. And he says, Though I am old with wandering through hollow lands and hilly lands, I will find out where she has gone, this woman who mm-hmm. appeared from his fireplace, basically, and kiss her lips and take her hands and walk among long dappled grass and pluck till time and times are done the silver apples of the moon, the golden apples of the sun. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah. Silver and gold, silver, I, silver of the moon. I think, yeah. uh, talking about songs, I think Donovan made this into a song. Okay. Way back in the day. Okay. I remember Donovan. <laughs> yeah. I remember Donovan. I think, yeah, I'm, I think I remember listening to a version of this poem in one of his songs. Oh, be yeah. darn. Yes. Yeah, Beautiful. so I love the, the silver moon, the golden sun. And uh, quite romantic, as, yeah. quite a romantic. Well, it was, yay, yeah, yeah. And he was always talking about you know getting your heart's desire because the woman he loved his whole life that he never got. Oh, that was that a, was the theme. oh yeah okay. that was the theme of much of his poetry. Was a major plot in his mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did I interrupt you again? No, like I did in the last not episode. at all. <laughs> but you know, speaking of perspective, as as a child, did you know that as a child I thought that the moon and sun were the same thing, and I thought that during the I thought that you know you really need to not look up at uh, in, in at too late at night because that sun that moon's going to burst into flame, and it'll be the sun, and then as it goes to night, it, it extinguishes and becomes the, the the moon. I understand so much more about you now, Bill. When you tell me. <laughs> You tell me these things then, you thought but as I a also, child. But I also used to think that if I touched my eyeball, it would pop like a bubble. So I never, I never wanted to really get close okay. to my eye. All right. I'm going to reveal something about myself now, too, something I believed as, as a child because my parents were always telling me – because I chewed gum all the time as okay. a child. And they were telling me, don't go to bed oh, with gum in yes. your mouth. Yeah. And I thought that the gum would come up through my skull, Ooh. you know, yeah. it'd come up and ooze out. Into my hair, through my skull. Oh my gosh! Throughout through through all the follicles on your yes. scalp, and yes. you would have gum hair. Yes, yeah. I didn't realize it was just because it comes out of your open and, mouth and it sticks in your hair. <laughs> which you did that, surely that must have happened to you. Yeah. It must have, but I that yes, I thought it was going to ooze through <laughs> my skull. Seriously, I bet Betty has some gum hair stories that she has not told us. For <laughs> bet you, Bill, do you know what the sun told the moon? Get out! Of, get out of here! This it's is my sky. Pretty much, looks like it's my night off. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs>
I was close. I was close. I got one more joke. What do you call a horse that refuses to work when the sun is up? I, I, a moonlighter. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, he's a nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> a moon. A moonlighting nightmare. Moonlighting nightmare. We we, we improved it. We we got fixed it both. It, fixed it. We got it. Oh my. <laughs> Poetry Court. Okay, here we go. Oh, my gosh. Is it that time? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The court is now about to be in session. I hope you all are enjoying Poetry Court as much as we are. This is our third installment of it. As much as we it. are trying to fumble through, <laughs> trying to defend these things. You know? This was a phrase that Bill said a few episodes back. He said something, and he said Poetry Court, and I don't even know where it came from. And I said, write it down. we got to do that. we got to yeah. do Poetry Court. I'm trying to get a little copyright <laughs> insignia next to it. You know. So we find a poem, uh, anonymous usually, out there somewhere in the webs or uh, on a Hobby Lobby sign. <laughs> <laughs> where she is. <laughs> and uh, and we take it to court. They get to court, literally. Yeah, and it's a court. It's not. It's a trial by judge, not trial by, by jury. Trial by fire. <laughs> by fire. And we're taking turns. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm the judge today. All right. And I'm presenting. I'm pre- I'm I'm defending this poem. You're defending the poem yeah. that I selected uh, as uh, the the crime. This poem is a crime. It's a beautiful poem. This poem I'm gonna, I'm gonna is defend, a crime. I'm going to defend the heck out of this, <laughs> and I'm going to read it right now, Sean. So this poem, quite love. Yes, here you go. It's represented by legal counsel. Okay, Bill Bill Guthrie. I want the quiet, gentle kind of love, <laughs> like the sun. Excuse me, Your Honor. <laughs> I'm going to start this over again. I heard snortage. I, I want the quiet, gentle kind of love, like the silence of the ocean when it's calm. Don't get me wrong. I'm in awe of the fire kind of love, that passionate, lustful kind of love. But everybody knows you play with fire and you get burned. Oh, my gosh. That just tugs my heart. My heart, my heart is tugged. Um I think that's Your what's happening. I think, be I think, that, I think that's what, by the that's sheer volume of cliches. It might in, be it might be heartburn. It might be that sausage. <laughs> something happening. But um, let me let me let me attend. All right, present let, your defense. Let, let me attend. Present uh, your defense of the quiet, gentle kind of well, love. Don't there, get me wrong. No, there are types of love. There are types of love. There's gentle and quiet, and uh, that is a universal type of a theme, and it's calm. And then there is a passion. Uh, those are all abstract terms that I there cannot is, see, there, hear, taste, or feel. Continue. Pay, pay attention to my hand. <laughs> I'm in awe. Of, He's waving his hand. I'm at in me. awe of the and, and, and there's fire and lust and lustful kind of uh, love, Again. which is which yeah. is uh, not really love, but it's kind of you know deemed as love. And to young people, it's often mistaken for love. Lust and love are very different things, but it's a very genuine and very uh, 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 how do I say benign mistake. Again, to, abstract, to do this. abstract terminology. Cannot see your uh, taste or well, feel that. Well, other jury? There's you no might, jury you, here. <laughs> In my mind, there's a jury here. Um, proceed. Proceed. Okay. But do you not – when you play with fire, do you not get burned? And would, would you not – if you got burned, could you not pour ocean water on that and extinguish that fire? So with calm, with calm, gentle water, and then you could uh, help that burn. Excuse me, you're adding lines to the poem that are not there. <laughs> Which any good attorney would do. No, that's irrelevant, mm. immaterial, irrelevant. But is the ocean not silent and calm? 
and is, is no, the ocean is not silent. Well, oh, sometimes, and, it, and, and, and is in his uh, passion not lustful and hot, and you get burned sometimes <laughs> by it. <laughs> but uh, and and quiet love, quiet love is just the, when 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 love kind of evens out. It's, a, it, it's an equal balance of of lust and calm. It's quiet. Probably more, probably more calm than lust at some point. I'm just going to let you but, keep talking yourself into a hole. Well, you know, uh, uh, Vern, hand me that shovel. <laughs> but I think I, I think I have presented my case, and I think this is a you know it would be wonderful in a little twelve year old's journal or in a yearbook or annual. But that doesn't make it poetry. Uh, but you know, it could be on a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Again, that does not make it poetry. Yeah, touche to that. Touche to that. Um, Are you agreeing with me here? I know. There's a Heavens murder, no. there's a murder no. of poetic Heavens inspiration here. No. I'm not agreeing here. with you. No. no yeah. I, touche means no, I don't the, agree with you. The thing that, that, uh, that we have to address here also about this crime is that there is both – there's two types of larceny here. Oh, larceny. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought there were two and types. And I'm saying larceny, not just burglary, because oh. there's an absolute theft of punctuation and capitalization in this poem. That upset you last time I recall. This Your is very honor. upsetting yeah. to Judge uh, oh. Judge Poet Sean Perkins, because you can't be E.E. E. Cummings. I'm no, sorry. You, well, the person who wrote this poem, you cannot be E.E. E. Cummings. Give it up. But I like the small I. No. I want. No. You don't like that. No. I, I as a person, I is capitalized. I. Unless you're E.E. E. Cum- unless you're E.E. E. Cummings. But this person wasn't feeling very tall or <laughs> that morning. They were feeling small I-ish. <laughs> Irrelevant. Immaterial. Not appropriate. Irrational. <laughs> we don't have a board. She's using my head with this gavel. <laughs> this is what Bill's head sounds like. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm not speaking speaking very clearly. I'm, I'm having a little seizure right here. <laughs> but I I don't understand why there are some poets who think they they don't have to capitalize or use punctuation. Um. Because they are, they're. It's wanted, laziness. They're <laughs> it is pure laziness. Like the title of this poem is pure laziness, quiet love. Now, if there had been some dashes in here, all would have been forgiven. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, that might have ameliorated oh the situation somewhat. It's a spelling bee word right there. <laughs> Quit ameliorating right here on the floor. <laughs> There's some legal term for that, but I can't think of what it is right now. Okay. That's, uh, it's evidence that you bring in. Oh, you know, whenever they're doing the the punishment phase and they bring in corroborate. No, it's not corroborating. It's something. It's a big word. (laughs) I can tell you that. It's going to be a big word. Many syllables. Well, this poem traffics in cliches and abstract language. Traffics. You've used that word before, traffics. (laughs) It's like it's selling illegal substances. Yes, it is. It is is selling uh, illegal uh, poetry. This the is contraband. Contraband. This is treason against poetry, and everything that wacky oh, poem life I, I, I stands a, I for. I sense a guillotine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sentence here coming along. Yes, and that is my. I better sentence. hide my fingers. That is my sentence. Oh. The judge Sean Perkins pronounces "quiet love" as oh. in the first degree. 
punishment. <sighs> Once again, banishment. Banishment. Banishment from the webs. <sighs> Just from like, the life mm. of anyone seeking guidance the, and inspiration and motivation. Oh my, to the cold dark depths of space <laughs> where you can't where light and sound can't even get out. We send the you, black hole of, of the universe. We send you poet oh. and poem, quiet love. Mm. Well, so be it. Court is adjourned. 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 That was very that was very Scottish. You all of a sudden you became Scottish on me. It's like I Ancestry I'm says Eddie. I'm Scottish. Court is adjourned. Or 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 you're from Boston. One of the two. I could be from Boston. Pack the car. I could be from Boston. Pack the car. We are John. Okay. Pack the car. Okay. I look forward to trying to defend more of these in the future. Yes. Yes. Excellent. So here we go. Another episode of Wacky Poem Live. Under the under the wings, under down, the belt. Down the tubes. Down the tubes. Down the tubes. <laughs> in black down hole. Down this microphone. And I'm glad this one worked because the first one I tried didn't work. It was one of those mornings. It, it was. It was just it, a, yeah. Everything that could go wrong went wrong before yeah. we started today. So hopefully you will have enjoyed this episode. And yet she persisted. <laughs> she persisted. Still she persisted. Still she persisted. Yes. Thank you all for being with us. We appreciate you. Bye, guys.